Meditation begins with the process of witnessing and state of no mind is the ultimate achievement of meditation. The state of no mind can also be termed as enlightenment or liberation or the ultimate freedom to achieve deathlessness or a state of immortality. In fact, the state of no mind is a very simple word and I do not want to frighten you by using the words like enlightenment, liberation or ultimate freedom from all bondages. But truly speaking, both are exactly the same thing. Meditation is simply a device for achieving the ultimate state of no mind. Meditation is just like a seed and the state of no mind is the ultimate flowering of that seed. For attaining the state of no mind, you will have to start by watching your thoughts. When you start watching your thoughts, in due course of time, you will come across two consequences. First, you will find that you are quite separate from the thoughts. The thoughts are like clouds on the screen of your mind. They keep coming and going. And you experience that they are quite separate from you. They are not identical with you. This identity with the thoughts is broken. Secondly, with gradual practice you will find that all the thoughts are not joined with each other. There are gaps or intervals between two thoughts. This interval between two thoughts will start growing bigger and bigger with more and more practice of witnessing of your thoughts. In the initial stage, you will find only a few glimpses of thoughtlessness in the form of these gaps between two thoughts. But if you continue to practice watching with trust and patience, the miracle of thoughtlessness or state of no mind is bound to happen. Always remember the fact that the ultimate secrets of this universe are revealed only to those who have immense patience and strangely enough they are the ones who experience it at the earliest. Never forget the intrinsic truth that thoughts don't have any life of their own. They are totally dependent on your identification with the thoughts. They are just like parasites. They survive on the basis of your simple identification with the thoughts. For example, if you are angry and you say, I am angry, then you are identifying yourself with the anger. But if you say, I see anger flashing on the screen of my mind, you are depriving anger of any energy. But by saying that you are angry, you are supplying energy to the anger. Anger is receiving your life energy and thereby it is getting powerful. Once you stop providing it your life energy by saying that it is flashing on the screen of your mind, then it will die its own death. That is why Jaraj Gurdjieff said that the process of witnessing is only an act of non-identification with the thoughts. A certain distancing from your thoughts is needed. If there is no distancing from your thoughts, you will be impressed and colored by your thoughts if there is no distancing between you and the thoughts. 
feeling of anger will make you angry feeling of greed will make you greedy and feeling of lust will make you lustful watching destroys this oneness and creates a separation even the rare glimpses of thoughtlessness in the initial stages will be very beautiful because they will be providing you immense joy without any reason without any cause you must feel fortunate because a great majority of people on this planet pass away without having even a single glimpse of thoughtlessness or the state of no mind their thoughts are rushing upon each other bumper to bumper and they are 24 into 7 surrounded by thoughts whether they are sleeping or awake while they are asleep they fall victims to their thoughts in the form of pictures which we call dreams every seeker faces one important question during the course of his whole journey and that is whether he is moving in the right direction or not i want to offer you the key whether you are on the right path or not and the key is very simple if you feel joyful you must consider that you are moving on the right path if you are feeling sad moron and melancholic know for sure that you are moving on the wrong path with continuous practice of witnessing your thoughts you will find that the intervals between thoughts are increasing day by day every day with more and more growth in your centering and watchfulness the gaps between two thoughts will continue increasing one day you will find that for hours the gap has not ended and the ultimate day will suddenly dawn when you will find that 24 hours a day the gap has continued with this the great miracle of no mind will happen now you will become the master of your mind you will be able to use it when you need it and you will be able to drop it when you don't need it however this does not mean that now you will not be able to use your mind it is a fallacy which has been propounded by those who know nothing about the state of no mind no mind does not mean that you will not be able to use your mind it simply means that the mind will not be able to use you your faculty of mind is not destroyed in the state of no mind it is simply put aside but you will be able to use it whenever it is needed and you will be able not to use it when it is not needed your thoughts will not be able to trouble you anymore your unwanted thoughts will disappear no mind simply means that the mind has been put at its right place to work as a servant not as a master as a servant it is a great instrument but as a master it is tremendously dangerous it can destroy your whole life and that is what it has been doing to the whole humanity and finally i have to tell you that when mind remains silent for quite some time then it becomes rejuvenated it becomes more fresh and it becomes many times more creative creativity is the natural by product of a rested mind ordinarily 
people's minds continue working throughout their life from the cradle to the grave and their minds fail to receive rest even for a single moment. That's the reason that millions and millions of people are dying every day without experiencing any creativity all through their lives. Their minds have been deprived of rest and relaxation. Consequently, they have suffered a lot throughout their lives for not being able to be creative. If your mind has not rested properly, it will not be overflowing with energy and since it is not overflowing with energy, it will not be able to become creative. The man of no mind keeps his mind at rest which continues overflowing with energy and that is why minds of such people become charismatic, their words become magnetic, what they speak starts happening. Their words become authentic and authoritative for which no evidence is required, for which no convincing is required. Whatever they happen to say that becomes a self-evident truth. It becomes not only difficult but impossible for people to question the authenticity of whatever they say. It becomes impossible for people to contradict them. That's why the disciples of any enlightened person so far have not been able to question the authenticity of the spiritual master. The disciples of Mahavir, Buddha, Krishna, Christ, Nanak and Kabir could never question and could never doubt their authenticity. Without any effort on the part of spiritual masters to convert you, you get converted. And it is a total miracle just because it is all a byproduct of their rested mind which is always overflowing with energy. It was used only when needed and was not used and rested when it was not required. When I have to speak to you, I use my mind. But when I have not to speak to you and it is not needed, I never use my mind. It always keeps resting because there is no need to use it. And finally, I have to say, when mind is non-functioning, you become a part of the universal mind. Now the universe flows through you, the universe talks through you. Now messages of the universe are communicated to people whose individual minds are still chained. Now the words of such a person are not the words of any individual, they are the words of the universe. They become their power, they become their strength. Thank you.